when it came out, it got a lot, it almost got, it almost, maybe they were doing something right because it got a lot of attention. I didn't do any press for it. I ended up getting my picture in Time Magazine without ever doing an interview because they were doing stories about like, what's up with this movie? Why, you know, why are they putting it out in 12 theaters and not talking about it, not putting a title on it? And so it ended up getting some press. People liked it, um, but it's interesting, like now, I mean, it's become, the, the term idiocracy has become, there was a guy in the LA Times who wrote an article like a year ago about and cited all the other articles that it's in. And um, I don't know, maybe just since, since it came out in 2006, everyone's gotten stupider. And, <laughs> and then the elections and everything, and then people started to see where, you know, politicians were like, yo mama, no, yo mama. And everyone's like, wait a minute, this is just like the movie. It started to become a documentary in many ways because no one saw what the effects of social media would do to culture. The, the movie we're talking about today, uh, it came out in 2006, and you know, when it came out, it was a comedy. But, but nowadays, it kind of feels more like a documentary. Isn't that right, James? Yeah, it's uh, eerily prescient That's with right. the way our society is going. <laughs> you know, like today, today um, I checked my mail today, and I got a... Uh, I got a mailer from FanDuel betting the NFL playoffs in America's number one sports book. And I'm like, wow, this is just like idiocracy. You know, <laughs> this is just like, this is wow. just like, it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was doing, I was doing some research. And by that, I mean, I was watching like normie YouTube videos on like idiocracy, like, yeah. uh, and, and it, it's so funny. Cause like, um, I would just like, pause i like paused the uh video and i went to like the bathroom and i came back there was just like a half the screen was like an arby's ad like um <laughs> on like the, U the ps4 youtube app and i'm like wow this is just like idiocracy and this then i watched just... another youtube video where uh, a guy was talking about you know idiocracy and halfway through he got like a he did like a paid advertisement for like this tank game and i'm like whoa idiocracy <laughs> and i Every time I see an advertisement, I point and I say, "Oh, this is I idiocracy." Say, this is just like idiocracy. Yeah, um, but no, dude, my like, I I was watching some like like uh, Mike Judge like uh like some stuff on Infowars, whatever, and like some uh, other like idiocracy well, why related. Why was he content. on Infowars? Do you know the answer to that? Because I, I, I watched a little I, bit of that. <laughs> but the thing is, now like almost immediately, my, now my uh, YouTube uh, like for you thing like that. You, like YouTube oh, algorithm no. is just fucked. Like now it's like, it's like top SJW woke fails videos and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this fucking, I should have, this sucks so bad. I should have just logged in with like, like a incognito mode or whatever. But <laughs> Switching to incognito it is, mode on my, it, is, it is insane how quickly, like if you just look at normal YouTube, how like fast descends into like Hitlerism, like right off yeah. the bat. Yeah, really. Because like, because usually like, um, you know, I I, I wanted to uh, usually like I watch like YouTube videos that are like video essays on like Mark Fisher and like Bar I don't know Barney, like the secret leftism of like Mark Fisher and Barney <laughs> or whatever. But right. I, yeah, I, yeah. I like like they're like four they're like four hours long. But I was just like okay, let me like watch some like 
Mike Judge videos or like Joe Rogan clips, and then all of a sudden it's just like I don't know, it's just like <laughs> cringe SGW stuff. And yeah, it's like, every wow, every still, recommended thing is like it's still a thing. I don't know. Yeah, do people still like? Yeah. I guess I, I don't know know enough like right wingers in my daily life now to really know yeah. if like people are like watching, uh, you know, epic SJW owns. Uh, yeah, <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Well, real quick, uh, I will say to to because uh, I have not introduced you, so I should quickly do that real quick and mm-hmm. say, uh, yeah, welcome, welcome to Fruitless Patreon and all that good shit. And I'm joined today by James Eric, the uh, the cigarette liker himself from Twitter. So you know, I I should change my handle because I haven't smoked a real cigarette and like I, it's got to be a couple years now. Oh, I don't yeah. know. You're lying. I can't be like. I can't be vape liker because that's disgusting. That's like that's degenerate, I guess. I remember it's a few not. years ago you tried to you tried to change it like while you were uh, I think quitting initially. <laughs> it just didn't. Yeah. It didn't uh, yeah, nothing stick stuck the same way cigarette ah. liker has. You know, it has a nice ring to it. I think it's a good bit to be named cigarette liker and have quit smoking though. I do think that's kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, I like them. I just don't indulge in them I just no i liked them too much that was the problem although yeah although quit smoking <laughs> is a stretch i mean i don't think i don't know what the long-term effects of this stuff is i mean honestly it's probably gonna introduce like diseases like never seen before oh, the, to your lungs you mean? yeah 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 i yeah. i don't it's know gonna br- like it's gonna bring like medieval age like diseases <laughs> that we haven't seen before <laughs> I I don't In know like a yeah. thousand years like I, I know, know that my lungs don't hurt from vaping yeah the way they did when I was smoking a lot but that could also mean it's because it's like a, a secret cancer that it's giving me yeah, <laughs> a yeah. surprise I, cancer yeah I mean it's I mean I don't want to get too down but ever since uh what happened last year I've been kind of like mm-hmm. become really neurotic about like my health like, um, sure. I started like, uh, eating healthy and stuff. Like I started losing weight and I, it's not really like a new year's resolution. Cause it's not like, cause I feel like if I make a new year's resolution, it's just going to be something that I just like drop and quit immediately. But I just, I started like a couple months ago, just mm-hmm. like logging my calories and stuff and like trying to be healthy, trying to like get everything ordered. But then I got this like nicotine, like mango flavored, like juice that I'm just like dumping into my lungs at the same time <laughs> that has like repercussions that i don't we don't quite have enough empirical data to know what the long-term use is and then it's like i don't know maybe that's gonna create cancer too but <laughs> i don't know who knows i don't know man um, a lot of this shit is random it's just like genetics or whatever hmm. but i mean it's not that, like you can do things to make your health better but a lot of it's just like you just get a bad roll in the dice i kind of feel like yeah, the, we're in a weird period because we don't have like the the scientific knowledge yet on vaping because it's so new. I don't yeah. know. And also, all our all of our food is like garbage and poison and uh, like corn syrup slurry. And yeah. also, uh, just like a certain film. That was exact. I was exactly. I was going to do that. I, I was thinking the same thing as I was like, you know, maybe maybe we're going to find out that vaping was like uh, like watering the plants with Gatorade. Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was, um, I've been listening to like Fruitless Pod. Um, I've been listening like your back catalog of like episodes. Mm-hmm. And I will say, first off, very, very proud with, of what you've done with the show. It's very oh, good. Thank I'm you. 
like it's great but i was listening to your uh horror episodes like episodes on like uh i like i really liked your zombie um your zombie oh, yeah. video essay and yeah. um i will say though today we're talking about the scariest movie of all because it's real <laughs> because it's real idiocracy <laughs> the scariest Idiocr- horror documentary that's right (laughs) yeah you you know this is this is uh you know like there's films like solo or something and then there's idiocracy Mm -hmm. which is even more you know what i mean yeah (laughs) no no, so it's kind of it's kind of tricky to talk about idiocracy um in 2024 because uh i think there's a lot of shit about this well because it came true but also I mean, well, we're riffing right now on this cliche, right? It is so like there, there. This has been rehashed so many times. What if I we're just gonna... spit the whole whole episode? <laughs> what if I just keep <laughs> by like, like never... by like the hour mark? I'm gonna start screaming. Like, okay. <laughs> I think people are getting mad at me on Twitter for for reposting <laughs> everybody who says idiocracy. <laughs> <laughs> that i because i i started doing it too because of uh your bit uh yeah so I, I, i've been trying to i've been trying to stick to people who i know are like joking about it you know yeah because i mean to break kayfabe i don't actually believe in that you know but you know right so, so what if this, though, you know what if though you know yeah um no i know i i how i saw it is like us retweeting all that was like um you know, we are we are actually secretly advertising this episode. You know, put planting the seeds out there. You know, um, yeah, <laughs> that's how I'm thinking of it. No, uh, so I the thing about this, this movie, right? Exactly. The thing about this yeah. movie is it's it's been so discussed that so you have the first level. I feel like right, which is mm-hmm. uh, it's like a documentary, bro. And then the next level that's been talked to death, but is you know is worth acknowledging in case you know just so we we could say we do know this part is yeah it's a eugenics movie okay we got got it uh-huh. you know like everybody's talked about that before, um in fact on the Wikipedia page in themes it just explains eugenics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so whoever was editing the wikipedia thing was like was sick of this too that's how like well known that critique is of this movie yeah (laughs) Um, yeah so you got that and then um i don't know you then you have like the critique after that a little more of that that's like this is the this movie is the mindset of the snobby upper middle class liberal Mm -hmm. um which is true, mm-hmm. but, well, I think it was true when it came out. What I'm kind of interested in talking about is that um, I think nowadays this movie is more reflective of the mindset of, like, people who drive themselves crazy online and, yeah. like, online reactionaries. Yeah. Um, this is, like, a half a thought, and I'm hoping with, with just some riffing or whatever, we'll slowly develop it into a thought. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um, my... My thought is that, like, there is a sort of, like, sense that um, when you go crazy online, you know what I mean? You're you're usually somebody who uh, kind of feels like a loser a bit or something like that, but they're kind of semi-intellectually minded or whatever. And Mm -hmm. they just see the world around them as run by stupid people. Everybody is, is a moron. Everybody is a NPC, you know? Yeah. And like this movie truly just believes like everyone is so fucking stupid. Like, obviously Mm -hmm. that's the joke of it, but like 
it's it's so cruel in how it believes that which is part of why it's funny but like yeah i i think that this there's a case like beyond just the eugenic shit that this is like maybe a fascist movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i think that um it kind of goes into the um i don't want to say dialectic because it sounds pretentious but the sort of dialectic of liking things that are bad in that I do think it is a very funny movie and I think there there's a good movie in there but it yeah. is like a fundamentally also a very evil movie but I think you can still find it funny while also acknowledging that it comes from like a very misanthropic uh worldview yeah you know yeah. um like I mean I think that the way the movie's framed you know as like well the stupid people just like poor people just kept reproducing yeah is really bad like if you take out the first like now, I don't know, like the first 10 minutes of the movie, though, like the introduction, yeah. like there is a funny movie in in there with like the idea of just like being in a everybody's world where become everybody, so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> stupid. And also like the whole thing of like that sort of like tech, like tech feudalism, that sort of like government that's being completely, completely like taken over by corporations is like, I think somewhat like a possible dystopia is somewhat prescient. Like you see a lot of t- cyberpunk, that sort of like thing of like corporations, like having that much power. And, you know, in our world today, we see a lot of like corporations do have like a lot of power over like, you know, like governments and like the, the, the institutions and stuff. But, but I think that um, it's sort of like a dialectical materialism with a head injury. And in that the, the, the way they come away with, is just that it's because we let this happen because people are just, they just love their, they just love jacking off too much and eating their sugary sweets. <laughs> That's the problem. Like, yeah, no, you know, you know, like, uh, anti-Semitism, the quote, like anti-Semitism or fascism is like the, uh, the socialism, the dialectical materialism of fools. Right. Yeah. Um, there's something like idiocracy is kind of like that, that for now, if you're not a raging anti-Semite, like one of the other ways of like, doing material analysis for uh morons because i mean that's that's the thing about this movie is like outside of the jokes like i think if you genuinely believe this movie is reflective of the world around you you're stupid (laughs) you're (laughs) like you're what the movie's making fun of at the same time yeah like i i don't know i don't know how to make make sense of that but yeah it's like you think you're like you think you're joe but like you are frito like if you say idiocracy is a documentary, you're you're actually Frito. You're the guy who's like pointing at the screen, going like, "That's what that's just like real life," <laughs> you know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Because that's that's the, the thing. Because I think what the movie does, kind of, um, you know, I like that it shows, but it just doesn't do anything interesting with is the way that like screens are everywhere. Like everyone's overstimulated all the time. Like it's just so like modern life being so yeah. loud, you know? Yeah, um, and it is bad. You know, yeah. I think I don't think it's good that we're like constantly hooked on this like constant dopamine like cycle. You know, and I do think that like some things like I think um, like TikTok is definitely making people go like insane online. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just look at like the sort of like occultism of like the like this you're you're sort of like urban reactionary or suburban reactionary. It's just like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's just like it's well, not good. <laughs> No, yeah, and I mean, I mean, we've both been online enough in the, you know, in the last few years to see the way Twitter dr- drives people insane. Like people go yeah. crazy on there all the time. But but the thing is, I don't think it's that it just makes them stupid. I think there's more to it than that. No. And that's the 
that's the problem is like the well okay and then the, the other thing about this movie too is i don't think it realizes that it's it's um like it can't it can't be self-aware enough to deal with like it is one of those loud screens in the big consumerism dystopia yeah idiocracy yeah, funny, is like, one of those yeah because i actually wrote my like my uh, notebook i said like a lot of these jokes feel like something that a person in idiocracy would laugh at yeah like like this is like the the, the like the 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 scene of like ass the movie where it's just like a screen with like a farting butt like that's funny but you right. wanted to put that in the movie right. it's dumb and you're just right. like having an excuse to put something very dumb in the movie and i mean i think it's funny but like it is dumb still it's just, it's just like uh it's like an excuse to make a dumb joke like you think you're too too smart for it like oh these rubes will laugh at this but you know yeah, yeah, like, still like I don't, what, what do you, what does the movie want you to think when you're watching the, uh, what's the show Frida's watching the like nut kicking show? Out of my balls. Out of my balls. What is the, uh-huh. what does the movie want you to think about that when you watch it? Right. Cause it's like, <laughs> does, cause it wants, I mean, it does want you to find it funny, right? Cause it's mm-hmm. a comedy movie, but also like the point of the joke is like, isn't it so ridiculous that this is what society's laughing at? But, like, I mean, the thing is, like, Three Stooges is still funny. Like, people, I mean, other than, like, the ha- handful of, like, episodes where it's like, oh, look at, be on the lookout, fellas, the, you, beep, except from the internment camps. Other than those, like, episodes, um, <laughs> other than those episodes, it is very funny. But it's like, you know, Slapstick has been around for, like, 100 years, at least. I mean, I don't know the history of Slapstick. Probably cavemen were laughing at, like, guys getting hit by like clubs and the balls or whatever yeah like i don't think that's the two two things i don't think that's the crisis of like modernity is that everyone's laughing at slapstick too much or like cheering on monster (laughs) trucks too much but then more than that i mean oh dude i went to a demolition derby i think two years ago one one or two i think maybe last year it's so sick it's so cool yeah it's so fun so much fun i took my girl with me you know, we got some, uh, we got some like hot dogs. It was fucking nuts. It was so cool. <laughs> but uh, this, the second thing with the slapstick thing is there is an artistry to slapstick, and we know that because mm-hmm. the Three Stooges are remembered as like great filmmakers or you know yeah. artists in their own right, right? Yeah. So like that's uh, not the problem. <laughs> I just uh, like I don't know. I I know it's like it's be it's kind of beating a dead horse because this you know this movie has been has been called shitty for a while but it is really i watched it for the first time now and i'm here to agree it's shitty (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i think i texted you about halfway through i'm like man this is a slog and it's like it's an hour and 20 minutes it shouldn't be a slog (laughs) yeah like honestly they could have cut down to like 71 minutes like uh master of disguise like had it like yeah. 70 minutes like like slightly over an hour i think perfect oh man um do what? you want to so do you want to go through the notes like do you want to go through like um the plot or do you just want to like kind of do a little freeform type of thing you know um maybe we loosely go through the plot but we will likely go on rabbit trails you know what i mean so uh-huh. very loosely going through the plot but uh yeah open for going in various directions um mm-hmm. Okay, so so the way the movie the movie the movie starts, right? And I didn't realize that the movie completely spells out that it's a eugenics thing in the beginning. Oh, it's yeah, it's very specific. Like it's yeah. very like it's I was very, genuinely very... stunned at like how vile that opener is. And I the thing is, like 
do they i don't even think because like, here's the thing i love mike judge mike judge is insanely yeah, funny yeah, yeah, yeah. i love king of the hill it's one of the best shows the office space is amazing i, I love yeah. Office space yeah actually this um yeah they had uh mike judge had uh like what was it he had a two movie contract with fox and so the first movie was office space and then the second was this one Mm-hmm. which uh it uh oh. i guess fox like tried to bury like they only put it in like a couple theaters yeah like uh like fox really didn't want people to uh see this movie which is funny because uh, like i watched that alex jones uh interview and he like act like it was like a conspiracy like the like the deep state didn't want you like the the me- this is the movie the media doesn't want you to see <laughs> like people watching idiocracy will make them wake up to like the parenthesis 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 globalists but i honestly i just think it's just like they thought it was a shitty movie wasn't gonna make any money so they just kind of shelved it but yeah yeah yeah. well well i think you you had mentioned that they'd had a bunch of their funding uh yanked with special effects which is like why yeah the cgi just looks like shit in the movie which is kind (laughs) of fine because i mean the movie is a goofy comedy so like i you know bad cgi that's fine but like i don't know it it's it's pretty bad (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah so um they spell out the problem is that you know all the people that should be having kids uh they're all the ones that are so careful about having kids but all of Mm -hmm. those uh those poor dirty people uh they they have lots of kids that's the problem is uh trailer park trash is taking over America. Yeah. Intellectual cool. people are famously known for never being horny. Yeah. Never, <laughs> never, never wanting to, to bust raw. That's a really good point. It's like every classic novel is like the most horny thing you've ever read. Usually. Yeah. Like any of like the great minds of like history, like, like scientists or like whatever, they were just like, they had just like the most unhealthy fixation on some like someone. Mm. I don't want to take that any further. But you you get it, yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Let your let your mind run wild. No, so no, yeah. They're the smart people aren't having kids anymore. Um, and then it, it comes to the the modern day, modern day being two thousand six, and we've got we've got um average Joe. We got Joe played by fuck. What's this? Why am I blanking on this guy's name? He's really famous. Oh shit! <laughs> I, I wrote my notes. Yeah, that's why I took notes. Luke Wilson. Yeah, yeah. I wrote I wrote my notes when Luke Wilson is in the movie. You know that shit's gonna be mid. <laughs> <laughs> right. you know what i uh i'll push back with royal tenenbaums but other than that i think you're right <laughs> look they uh they, they cast the most average actor to play the most average man so the military decides that uh you know average joe luke wilson um he's gonna be someone they're gonna test this like uh you know time capsule pod thing on you know that'll that'll store him in, in store humans for the future right yeah and so they're going to just do it for a year. And so they put him in the pod and all that. Um, what I think was what I think was actually a funny joke I wish they did more with was going through just how average he was. And they were going through all the different bell curves that he was a perfect 50 mm-hmm. on. And that that made me laugh. <laughs> like just being the complete middle of everything was, was pretty funny yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. The most. It is funny to be the most middle. <laughs> like the, the best at mid. being the best at being average just always right at the top of the bell curve you know um yeah but yeah so they they uh they lock him up they're gonna in the little cryogenic pod and he's gonna Mm. you know supposedly only be in there for a year it's a test but then how does this even happen it was the the military guy uh ends up getting in trouble for running a a uh prostitution ring 
the yeah. That, well, he's hang, so, yeah, he's hang, he's hanging out with this uh, pimp. His name was uh, Upgrade, uh, Upgrade <laughs> spelled with a Y and two Ds. But that was played by um, one of the guys from Ghetto Boys. Um, oh, he, yeah. uh, he was in. Um, they had like a bunch of their songs in Office Space. Yeah. Okay. So so the fa- fast forwarding here is like yeah he he and then a um uh, uh sex worker uh, which is not the terminology they use for the whole movie but whatever mm-hmm. uh, is, <laughs> is wait is the other word like is that problematic now the p word oh I don't know if I I don't know that but they they call her a whore for most of it <laughs> oh, oh oh okay yeah I forgot about that that's that more what I was referring to they um they use a lot of problematic language like ironically in this movie yeah and it's very of its moment I think it's a very yeah. aughts era like uh I mean uh, I feel like um like when did it stop being cool it feels like during like a bungler it like people were like using a lot of slurs in comedy. And then like, after that, it kind of like dwindled off. But Uh, for me, for me, I think like when, um, when I feel like I saw a big shift, but I I think it, it was definitely dying down before then, but like Trump changed things too. I think in part, because Mm -hmm. like, it's one thing to be like, ironic. I'm, I'm racist. Ironically, when it, Mm -hmm. when you can believe that racism has been defeated, uh, but then, like when Charlottesville was happening, and you go, "I'm racist," ironically, everyone's like, "I don't, I don't know if it's ironic." Yeah, so there is, there is a lot of, a lot of, uh, yeah, slurs on this movie. <laughs> like, I was kind of stunned by that too. Like, I, I didn't expect there to be that much of it. Which, like, I don't know. Like, some of the, I mean, I'm gonna say this is probably maybe a bad thing, but some of the slur jokes I thought were kind of funny. Like, uh, like the yeah. end, um, when, when, when the president, when, uh. Joe, uh, forget his last name, when not sure gives his uh, rousing speech at the end of the movie and he drops like the F slur in like the middle of it where he's like, and I hope for a day when people can read books and not be a beep. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, that's, that's pretty fun. Like with the swelling music and like the, like the emotional swelling music yeah, on top yeah, of that, yeah. it's just like, oh man, that's like a perfect joke. But then it's like, also like, it's like, well, but can't really do that now. Some of the use in the movies in the movie, I think, is kind of um, like uh, it, it's it's understandable because I think it um, I don't know. I, I think of uh, uh, God, what is uh, American Idiot, right? With Green Day, where he's like, uh, you know, well, maybe I'm an F, F slur America, right? Like it was kind mm-hmm. of in the air at the time of like that was what the like right wingers and the you know that kind of what they were saying to us you know like that was how it was getting framed i don't think it's necessarily wrong to make a character say that like in that context of like trying to show that they're a moron well i think i think it works in theocracy because usually when they say a slur it's a bad awful disgusting poor person saying it so right then it's it's fine it's fine (laughs) you know it's bad (laughs) <laughs> a, ter- a dirty whore right it teaches you it's <laughs> or just being right. homophobic <laughs> God, this all right so sucks okay, so bad okay. <laughs> okay so joe and the uh sex worker they get frozen in the cryopod and then uh what's his name officer collins he gets busted for uh, hanging out like smoke. He 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 basically he smoked too tough. His swag was too different. His bitch was too bad. So they had to shut him down. Uh, so five hundred years pass. People just like completely forgot how to like recycle or like do anything with their garbage. So 
there was a garbage pile up and then uh, the future coffin thing uh, slides down straight into a guy's house. That's Frito. Frito. Yeah. So Joe wakes up, doesn't realize he's just been in a trash avalanche and gets in an argument with Frito before getting kicked out. And Mm -hmm. from here, the movie becomes like there, there is a plot and it goes somewhere, but a lot of it is mostly just um, Luke Wilson walking around the world and realizing how stupid everyone is. And that's kind of the Mm -hmm. bit over and over and over, which there are some really good ones in there, but Mm -hmm. overall it's like, that's I mean that's what's going on for most of the movie. It's just wandering around different locations and there's gags going on everywhere, right? Yeah. Um Yeah, some pretty good gags, some pretty good like background gags, you know, some visual gags. Um you know, Fuddruckers becomes buttfuckers. Yeah. Which that- is one of, another one of those dumb jokes that is just like so juvenile that's I kind of find it funny. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I think the initial like break, you know, destroying the military facility and then putting down a big site that says future site of a Fuddruckers was really funny to me for some reason. Yeah. Just like- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the idea that a military personnel would ever face any, um, an America can military <laughs> officer would ever face justice for his crimes is a little bit funny. Yeah, that's that's a good hit. <laughs> Mike Judge was really uh, really getting them. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-imperialist Mike Judge. That's right. Third worldist Mike Judge. Maybe, well, maybe you know, maybe Mike Judge is a Maoist third worldist, and that Idiocracy is actually a movie of like America under JD Pond, and the rest of the world is kind of like a utopia. And yeah, then like yeah. this, the, the reactionary America cans are uh, quarantined off. See, there you go. See, that's the subtext of the film that's really coming out once we're talking right. about it. Yeah, so I mean he he uh he gets arrested essentially because they they figure out that he doesn't have a barcode on his wrist that everybody has now. Which uh the barcode thing was funny to me because it basically doesn't really it, it doesn't matter that much in the story. It's just there mostly to like why he's a fugitive in the beginning you know what i mean but i think it's funny because that's um that's what uh every crazy end times person i knew grew up growing up thought that the mark of the beast would look like (laughs) that's literally what i like the first thing i thought when i saw the barcode was like oh i know i know this story i know i know what this is yeah i I found this at (laughs) jesusislord.com i've I've seen this before the three bars dividing the barcode are 666 you know it's it's right yeah i i i want to so around this scene there's a bit of narration and by the way whenever the narrator comes on in this movie you're just about to hear the most hitlerite shit but one thing he says is that language has deteriorated uh, to be a mixture of hillbilly, inner city slang, and something else. Oh, various grunts. Which oh. inner city? Okay, hold up. All right, wait. Pause. What? <laughs> well, this yeah. is this is the film. Is it's it's fundamentally going. You know, the the poor white people and the poor black people have won. That's the problem. Yes, that's what it's saying, right? Establishment fears. Yeah, that's what this. Well, but but that's what this uh this film um see what it actually is is this movie is a communist utopia. <laughs> Where yeah. the, the the working class has risen up, and this is a fascist looking at you know the communist utopia. 
a- angry this is... at the the proles. Yeah. No, um, maybe not. Maybe not quite there. But like, I would say the film definitely thinks like is anti-democracy. I would say like it does like does mm-hmm. it's like people should not run things. <clears throat> I mean, it's kind of funny because it's almost like like fully automated. It's like a fully automated society. Like people, no one knows how to run things, like, run anything, like do anything. Like everybody is just completely at a loss to do anything, but they still have like all these machines that do a lot of tasks for people. But I'm just wondering, like, who, how did that, who built the machines? Like, how did that, how does that work? Like, is that, so is that like, were they built before people went really dumb and they're just like been there for like hundreds of years or did like I, dumb people build that's... those machines? Cause like a lot of that stuff is like AI powered and like requires like some level of sophistication and know how to like program that stuff. I mean, I'm probably just overthinking it, but like, it just seems weird that like everything, like you, you pay for everything with like a barcode on your arm and then everything, like, there's like a centralized system, like everything like links to your account, I guess they can scan your barcode. I mean, that seems like a pretty advanced like technology, which I just find weird that a future that's so dumb could like actually do that, like build that infrastructure yeah whatever well see this is this is what's what's hard about this movie because you know my initial reaction is yeah we're we're overthinking it right like this movie is is a is a very goofy comedy but then also because of its like cultural reputation as being a total like a documentary now bro it Mm -hmm. it it it, like that encourages you to analyze the movie so you're just kind of in this like lose-lose situation where if you analyze it like this is a stupid movie and then people go well it's supposed to be a stupid movie (laughs) okay (laughs) i don't know what to do with that because it's it's making claims it's making political claims that are like looking at you know what i mean like political claims such as maybe you're just genetically superior to poor people that's right have you because have you you ever thought of that so yeah, we 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 get a look at this this horrible, stupid society. I'm trying to think of all the little things that like happen throughout it. Everybody, everybody's like porn obsessed and constantly consuming. Um, yeah. everything's like fucking fast food. Um, yeah, there's a real the like cops pol- are, the cops are basically the same. <laughs> the cops in the, the healthcare cops. system are pretty much unchanged. Okay, uh, th- like dumb gag that worked on me was the the doctor's office where nobody there is a medical professional. It's just like a big robotic thing and there's like these these um things he's supposed to stick like in his mouth his ear and yeah. his ass and uh they keep mixing up yeah. which goes into which <laughs> oh and uh water has been replaced by what is it called brondo the thirst mutilator brondo it's like it's like i don't know it feels like it's supposed to be part gatorade part energy drink like the the, mm-hmm. the marketing vibe looks like energy drink but the it's got electrolytes but it's got electrolytes which is another one yeah. of the actually funny jokes in this consistently oh god so yeah. he uh he goes through the the carceral system and he escapes um using his his, his intelligence <laughs> which that so that's a joke that land that lands for me every time which is excuse me i'm actually supposed to get out of prison today and, <laughs> and then, then be- <laughs> he slaps him he's like you you have to go in the other line dumbass getting out is that yeah. line <laughs> Yeah, and then when he escapes, the, there's like the two turrets, and the one they're just like shooting at random, and the one just like shoots the other one. That's also another visual gag that I th- I think is very good. Yeah, yeah. Just the fact that like all the automated machines don't work, like the the Roomba that just like goes back and forth in like the same spot. Yeah, everything just has it, grime it, except for one like little little strip. 
just keeps hitting the wall and backing up and then hitting the wall. And it just okay. goes, your floor has been cleaned every time. Here, here's a piece of evidence for my, um, this film is a fascist movie thing. I think a big part of this film relies on like a politics of disgust. You know what I mean? Like the, the whole yes. movie feels disgusting and that's the mm-hmm. joke. But also, like, for me, that that starts getting, uh, rubbing me in a weird way after a while, where it's a real, like, man, this this society really needs a cleansing, huh? You know what I mean? Hmm. Cleaning? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You, oh. you see what I'm saying? Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything. If, so- only there was someone, if only there was someone who could just run things, like someone who had, let's say, a s- superior intellect, like maybe better genetics, like just genetically better, like smarter, could yes. be like run every, like be in charge of everything and then fix everything, you know, like a, like a, like a top guy, like a, like a top guy who's, you know, the smartest guy in the world, like maybe the smartest guy in the world should be in charge of, of things. fixing right. the society. I mean- <laughs> obviously about to return to this but like right this is this is totally the like the joke of the movie from like a fascist worldview is that the the gene line has gotten so fucked up that even like the most average person in today is is you know put in the position of having to be like the ubermensch you know yeah but like I still think it's a fascist logic, even if that's kind of a joke. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, because, yeah, they still do believe, like, what needs to happen is we need to get the most well-bred smart people in office. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it is just, I think it's just like a technocratic Yeah, it's view. technocratic for sure. And I think that's kind of fascistic. What I, what I would say is it's technocratic, but then if you combine that with other stuff going on in the movie, then it becomes fascistic. Yeah. Like, technocracy isn't yeah. inherently fascist, but if you add um, a politics of disgust and resentment and, like, all mm-hmm. that stuff under it, then I start to be like, you know, that, that looks fashy to me. Um, or if you're a theory nerd, Rizontemont. 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 Uh, have you ever read or heard um, John Ganz's uh, Jock Creep Theory of Fascism? Uh, no. No, I'm not familiar with that. He's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. It's, it's like a, it, it comes from a subsect of his, but he would bring it up on podcasts a lot is the idea that there's like kind of two different types of fascism that are always kind of have to work together a little bit. Um, but you can kind of see it as like a two wings of it. So there's like jock fascism and then like nerd creep fascism. Okay. So like okay. the jock fascism is what he was describing as like Italian fascism was this way. It's all about being, yeah tough and popular and Mm -hmm. you know like dominating the weaker people around you as the creep fascism the the nerd fascism that comes from like a politics of like resentment you know what i mean like of um being the little pushed around nerd that's smarter than everybody and they don't fucking realize that you're actually smart and they're all idiots you know what i mean mm-hmm. seeing lo- looking resentfully at you know so, so he he links that like german fascism was more that way yeah. like uh think of like hitler being like an art school dropout and, and shit like that right um yeah this movie is i think fascist in the creep fascist way Yes. Where it's like a, a looking down on everyone around you. Yeah. As it's being... that, uh, yeah. Like it's like that Robert Crumb, um, the R. Crumb comic of it's like that. Yeah. That, that like just like creepy little man saying like, I hate every, every person I see. And it's just a normal guy. Fuck that guy. Which is literally just what Mike Judge is in this movie. 
<laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's a combination of all the things that annoy him put together mm-hmm. and then made into a dystopia. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's why, whether he intends it or not, it starts coming out as a fascist thing, because it's, again, it's like that resentment politics. It's not like, here's this like systemic problem that's at the root of everything. It's, it's like, okay, what's what's Mike Judge's nightmare world? Um, all of the most annoying people running the yeah. world. And for him, these are the things that annoy him. He's annoyed by monster trucks and wrestling and, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, fast food. <laughs> Uh, I wrote down a few times in my notes that uh, for the filmmakers, the, the worst thing you can be is just like horny. Like, like the stupidest people are just like people who just like ever, ever get horny. Yeah. That's... <laughs> like, it's like the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Cause that's like most of, I think the, maybe the least funny jokes to me are, but maybe, maybe not. I don't know. The ones that didn't work for me anyway, were a lot of the just like, um, everybody just wants to fuck all the time jokes. You know yeah. what I mean? Where I just like, yeah, like, like every single restaurant is like a rub and tug place. Yeah. Like they sell, like they sell like, which I was just like, I was like, when they first did it, it was like with Starbucks. I'm like, what the fuck is the grievous in Starbucks? Why Starbucks? And I guess it's just like the joke is everything is just like so everything. like sexualized. But I just it kind of just felt like a weird swipe for no reason. Like it just felt like a thing where it's like I just don't get it. Like it just seemed like so yeah out of nowhere. Well, and now, since we live in the you know in idiocracy now, right? What I think yes. he's not right about. What what I think we could see now he wasn't right about is. Well, he was right that there is a degree of oversaturation of sex that's that's happened in culture from like the prevalence of porn and stuff like that, right? But like what he didn't seem to get that I think would have made the movie a little smarter is if nobody wanted to have actual sex. I think that would make it smarter. Yes. If everybody yeah, was like yeah. glued to like a screen watching porn all the time, but nobody like yeah. actually wanted to have any human contact with someone. Yeah. Cause that's how I Whereas, think it's, I think that's a lot more the present. Where were we in the plot? So Joe, we get to the part where he takes the IQ test. He takes the IQ test. Yeah. They find right. out he's the smartest guy in the world. You know, he, takes, he takes the IQ test. He escapes from prison and then he gets caught again. And then he's brought to the president because he's the smartest the man, smartest in, the man world, in the world due to being an average man from 500 years ago because the poors, I have to remind you, kept having too much sex and they're yes. poor because they're genetically inferior because they're dumb. I have to keep, you, have, you have to remember that, okay? You have to keep that in mind that that's, this is what the movie's about. Yeah, because so, that's, that's, that's what ruins yeah. it every time I start to I started to enjoy it is I remembered <laughs> what the framing device was and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> like, it's so close yeah. to being funny and then it would just make me mad because I'm like, oh, this is just about how poor people suck. This is horrible. Yeah. But, but no, um, real quick, during that time, he reconvenes with... Um, uh uh rita uh, we should probably um using her name now that, okay. that the not not just calling her the sex worker because that feels kind of fucked uh <laughs> rita um reconvenes with rita and frito briefly uh or before um you know eventually losing them while running and so when he gets brought to the president he uses that as a chance to bring frito back you know like uh as his lawyer Oh yeah, because okay, we that that is a chunk we skipped here. But like when he gets taken to court briefly, and Frito is his lawyer. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> he got his lawyering degree at Costco. At Costco, okay, that's a good. Yeah, that they was sell him at Costco. Yeah, that, uh, like the whole thing with his dad had to pull some strings. Like he's like a nepotism baby at the Costco school. 
That's so that that part's good. Actually, Costco is a good bit in this. Like, like if it st- stood alone, <laughs> them going to Costco would be a great scene. You know what I mean? Welcome to Costco. I love I you. Love you. <laughs> that's that's one of the best jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just oh man, oh. all the hints of a better movie throughout this that yeah. drive me insane. Oh, I mean, circling back, the scene where Frito's watching uh, Out My Balls on TV, and like almost the entire screen is ads. Like, there's only like. Maybe like like thirty percent of the TV is like the actual show and the rest of its ads. I'm like, okay, I gotta hand I gotta hand to Mike Jojo that one. Like advertising has become pretty annoying. Oh, and and just so much worse. Like everything online sucks now. Like uh, okay, like yeah. like uh like Instagram. I like I like Instagram and I would use it, but every fourth post is an ad, and it just pisses yeah. me off enough that I don't actually scroll it. Yeah, it's so annoying. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like every, like, even, like, the fact that, like, like, I told you I was, like, I'm trying to, like, get, like, get healthy this year. I'm trying to, like, sure, yeah. get in shape. And I've been using the uh, My Fitness Pal app. And I've been using this app for, like, 12 years. You know, I've been using this forever. And um, <laughs> I don't know what's so funny. <laughs> I don't I, I don't know if you're being genuine right now, but. <laughs> no, I would, like. I would, I would like be like, oh, oh, I'm getting a little tubby, and so I, I'd like go on the app and start like calorie logging, and then once I lost a bit of weight, I would like be like, oh, I don't need this anymore, and then I would just like, you know, gain it all back, and then I'll just do it again for like twelve years. Sorry, when you were saying the twelve years thing, I wasn't laughing at you. Use the app; that's fine. It sounded like you were doing a sponsored promotion out of nowhere. That was why I laughed so hard. <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. Oh, that'd be so good. Oh my god, I wish I had thought of that shit okay so you said you said i've been using it for 12 years now oh shit and i've had i've had great results keep in mind (laughs) and then i just like show my like disgusting like eggplant shaped body (laughs) anyway so no but but i want to get the point i want to get the point um they started like i i I was off for a couple years and then i started using it again and um, i've had really good success with it you know when i'm actually like sticking to the program but uh, they like put like a whole bunch of features behind paywall. Like they have like a $20 a month, like subscription. And then it's like, they had like a, like a barcode scanner. It's like, Oh, you have to pay 20 bucks a month or whatever it is to use it. And it's just like, man, this sucks. Like <laughs> it just feels like everything just feels bad now. Like it just feels like everything's like worse. Like, like the, that term used the inshitification of the internet, you know, it's just, everything yeah. is just like, Everything is just like slightly worse every year, you know. Yeah, it's just and more. I don't really know if it's ever going to get better, but it just feels like like with uh, like Twitter with uh, or I mean X.com with X yeah. or with uh, you know all the media sites. It's just all like so intrusive, like ads and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's you know it's it's part of this like broad like just constant overstimulation of screens in our lives, you know. <laughs> And ads being just one of the most irritating examples of that, which is again yeah. like something the movie could have done way better, I think, but just yeah. doesn't doesn't quite go. Yeah, I, I think you're right though. Like that that was a, that's that's a thing that I think was smart, and I wish they'd pulled that thread farther, you know, more. You know what I mean? Rather than everybody's so stupid, which you yeah. know, as, as great as that is for some of the gags, like it's just not a a p- political critique. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's this thing that I think some like uh, people like um, like Scott, like Scott Adams is a good example, or or like Mike Judge with Office Space that 
it's like an anti-corporate but pro like pro-capitalism where there's this sort yeah. of idea and i think it's like a it's sort of like a gen x it feels to me like a gen x politics of like corporations are bad you know advertising is terrible they're trying to sell you shit they're trying to sell you crap you know but there isn't any like there's any idea of like why like that marketing exists why they want to try to like sell you this stuff there's an idea that like you know they're 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 overproducing and they need to like unload all this crap like this like mass-produced garbage you know they're they're with like advertising or whatever that you know yeah there's no idea there's no idea of like why um yeah, why all yeah. this like mass-produced like crap like plastic garbage like exists in the first place which is like because of like you know capitalism or whatever they don't have like a any sort of way of critiquing that so it's like this idea of like well business is good obviously but like capitalism is good but like the corporations like oh boy i hate those those corporations they're so dumb okay i i think i found a connection to the to the online thing from kind of what we're saying here right because at the end of the day this this movie is it doesn't have politics really it it has no. like I mean, I think the eugenics stuff, I don't, I, I actually don't think Mike Judge actually believes in that. Like, I, I feel like no. it's not, it's not an intentional thing. Like, he didn't think that hard about it. No, he I don't think do he a did. Framing device. He just didn't realize that was what he was doing, you know? Like, I don't think it's an intentionally fascist movie. I don't think Mike Judge is no, a fascist. No. I think he's probably they, just they, a normal... He's like a he's kind of like a libertarian ish liberal guy, you know. Yeah, but this is where it all connect. Uh, this this actually connects though, because what he did make though was a movie that the politics is about annoyance, about things that irritate you, right? Because I mean, because at the end of the day, that is what the critique is: is this is all the annoying aspects of American culture, right? For Mike Judge specifically. Yes. And I think that is exactly what what online does to you is make you focus primarily on annoyances rather than on serious material thing. So like, yes, most of like the post left people, you know, almost all of them boil down to like, oh, I was a leftist. And then I started seeing like annoying 16 year olds on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like what that is is a politics uh, that that's coming from just annoyance you know when you let being like the kinds of people that are irritating guide your politics it becomes maybe if not inherently fascist because i've been saying fascist a lot but more than that it's just like reactionary maybe would be a better term for it it just Mm -hmm. makes you uh, allowing your annoyances to guide your politics makes you a reactionary person eventually yes I mean, by definition, it's being reactionary. You're reacting yeah, you're, you're to reacting. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I think that Mike Judge didn't even mean this. I, I think he is just by making a movie about all the things that annoy him. And even if the things that annoyed him were like right wing things, there would necessarily be a reactionary side to that because he doesn't have anything deeper to say than these are annoying things that annoy mm-hmm. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah is people jacking off all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's people being rude it's like people being a little bit too rude like pe- people being a little bit too crass in public yeah so um god what what, what of the movie have we actually gotten here we got um right so he got made president that's what we were getting at right not president sorry minister of the interior or something yes whatever mm-hmm. and he is able to use that to bring back frito and to bring back rita um frito mm-hmm. as his legal counsel and rita he tells them that he's gonna fuck her 
because everyone's obsessed with sex. So they're like, that's cool reasoning for me. Cause you know how culture is obsessed with sex, oh, right? Yeah. There's also, Oh, we didn't even mention the time machine. So oh god. at this point, there's, there's a time machine that they're trying to get to. Basically he's trying to go back and undo the future that's happening. But uh, that's a that's a reveal for later in the movie. Yeah, and um, so the, he ends up in this agreement, like, okay, I'll do this Ministry of Interior shit if, like, at the end of whatever, I can just be taken with a time machine, you know, or he's going to yeah. try to get there, or he's going to, you know, he, this is the way to get everybody not running after him while he figures out a way to get to the time machine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the scene where he asks Frito for directions to the time machine, and Frito tries to, like, give him directions, I'm just like, damn, he just like me for real. That's, like, exactly <laughs> how I would give directions. It's- I, okay, the bit that got me, like, I don't know, I was like semi cold face while he was doing it. The, the, then what happened was he's like, okay, let me start from the beginning. So you know where the time machine's at? As his like starting point, and that got me. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that, that's great. <laughs> All right. So what they find out, uh, you know, as him trying to be uh, Minister of Interior is that there's like no, no agriculture has been growing at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's he's supposed to go out to the to the fields, I guess. I don't know what it's supposed to be. The corn it looks like a dead cornfield or something. Yeah. He's supposed to go out there, <laughs> see what's going on. Yeah. Um, There's a drought. The plants aren't growing. Yeah, yeah, it's just dirt, right? And mm-hmm. uh, he he realizes that what the problem is is that they've been feeding uh feeding the 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 fucking what's it called again? Plants. I'm, I'm, no, <laughs> feeding the oh Brondo. Brondo, yeah 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 they're feeding the feeding the brondo to the plants because uh you know electrolytes are what plants crave yeah i think that's probably the most well-known scene from the movie and it has this kind of quality of um i actually so do you ever watch mr show with bob and david Um, uh, the hbo sketch comedy show with uh, bob odenkirk and david cross i think i've seen i've seen like individual sketches of it but i've never like watched an episode okay so my favorite sketch from mr show is called the story of everest where a man is telling a story about his trip up mount mount everest and every time he gets like halfway through the story he falls backwards and knocks a shelf of thimbles off the wall and then he keeps (laughs) doing it and keeps doing it and basically Every time he starts starts telling a story, he he falls backwards. He knocks a thin, uh, shelf full of thimbles off the wall, and they do it like seven. It's like a nine minute long sketch. They do it like seven or eight times, and mm-hmm. it's one of the funniest sketches I've ever seen because it goes on so long, it stops being funny, and then it goes on longer and it starts and being, it starts funny, being again. funny again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how I felt about mm-hmm. the. It's what plants crave. Is yes. I think what makes it funny to me is the fact that it just they keep going this, this circle of like it's got electrolytes <laughs> or electro or electrolytes. It's what plants crave. And then one guy goes, Brondo has electrolytes, <laughs> and then it just starts over again. It's just, it's just um, this like circular minute long conversation of just yeah, saying I, the same corporate slogan yeah. over and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good bit. I mean, so. Um, he decides that uh, they should use water instead of Brondo to water the plants. And then they do this whole bit where it's like, oh, you mean the stuff that's in the toilet? And they act like he's a idiot. Mm-hmm. And then he just lies to them and says he can talk to plants and they believe him because they're dum-dums. <laughs> and then he asks them what they want and they say water. So, you know, of course, the plants want water. So they switch over from Brondo to water. And but so... It- um, but because of the damn attention spans of, of, you know, these, these stupid 
people, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they can't wait longer than how long is it before they're mad that the plants aren't randomly back? It's like a day, right? I I think it's like the next day. The Prondo corporation shares drop to zero overnight and lay off 75% of the population. Because almost everybody in the country works for Brondo. Now, this this part rubbed me the wrong way, I think. This is this is one of the Mm -hmm. jokes that I think doesn't work at work for me. Or maybe not joke, but segments, right? Mm -hmm. Um, in part because this is where it starts really showing that it's it's this is about poor people. Because like Mm -hmm. it's 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 all these unemployed workers now. And so like once once that's clearly what's going on, it's like, oh, that's that's really nasty. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But then more more than that yeah i mean it's just i don't what jobs are they doing i understand this isn't a world that's been built that carefully like you know this mm -hmm. this whole plot but like what jobs (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i don't job i see in the whole movie is rito rito being a being a lawyer and uh the guy welcoming people to costco those are the jobs thus far Everyone's a consumer aside from that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess they, I guess they work for Brondo in some capacity, but I don't really know. Cause I think the idea is like Brondo owns all the other corporations like Carl's jr. So it's just sort of like everybody works for like the one corporation. And then I guess, um, I don't know what they actually do. Cause like, I don't, yeah, you're right. You don't see anybody like actually work in the movie, which like, yeah. and also everything's automated in the movie. I thought that's the whole point. So what are the yeah. jobs? How does their economy work? Now, like, if, if, just... if if they okay, if what what would have oh, been also, smart, oh, what would have been smart is if everybody had hmm. bullshit jobs. You yeah. know what I mean? Like everybody was sitting at a desk doing nothing. <laughs> I mean, then it would just be a utopia, and it would just be like yeah, fully automated luxury <laughs> capitalism. Like they basically like conquered Marxism once and for all by like resolving the the dialectical tension in capitalism through like liberal <laughs> democracy. <laughs> Like the it, resolving the, the the internal contradictions and like having just like full employment with like everything fully automated and whatever. But yeah, this is what I'm saying. This is this is a communist utopia for through the lens of an angry reactionary. <laughs> yeah, it's like if um, it's like you know the reading. I'm, have you ever seen Verhoeven's Starship Troopers? Oh yeah, I was actually thinking about bringing that movie up at some point as um yeah a better satire. Um, I think around the same I think time. I think it'd be a really good pairing like watching them together because I think that starship troopers is like a, a, a parody of fascism. And then idiocracy is like a fascist parody. Yeah. Like, it would be idiocracy would be on a screen in starship troopers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, that's like a movie that the society of starship troopers would produce, but Oh, Oh, this is, this is a thing. Okay. Here's a missing chunk in idiocracy. That I think is initially I was kind of like, well, again, I'm expecting too much of a silly movie. But when I'm thinking about it more from when it came out, it is a weird absence. What's going on with war? Yeah. This is a Bush era movie. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the, I mean, no mention of it. I mean, the, it does seem like a kind of like because the thing is, everyone, um, everyone really loves guns. You know, everyone, everyone's yeah, always sure. shooting guns. They love their guns. And they love their like, you know, their flag and like they have like the flag shirts and the and like they love their jets and their loud ass like, you know, tanks and shit. And it seems like they really like it seems like a militaristic society, but they also don't see, you know, anything outside of, of that society. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, that's a weird like oversight or maybe that's just like a thing where he doesn't really think much of it. Like 
maybe yeah. he's just like mad that people I don't know people are too uh, people are love their guns in a in too dumb a way. I mean, the thing is though that he's a gun owner. Like, like Mike Judge is very much a guy who like has guns and like is like don't take away my guns kind of guy. So it, it feels like weird that he would make fun of people for being like too into violence or like guns or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Although, and, and again, this is, this is the thing though, is I think the movie has a lot more about the society being obsessed with sex than it does about violence. And I think violence would be an interesting component. Like aside from mm-hmm. the big, the big uh, closing scene, we'll get to right where they have like the, the uh, arena thing. Like there's that violence, but like, um, I feel like if, if, if I were making idiocracy, right. And that's whatever, I wouldn't be making it. But if I was, I feel like I would have like just wars happening on the TV. You know yeah. what I mean? Like in the background. Cause I think that could also be a funny juxtaposition too, of everybody's like a moron and not paying attention. And in the background, it's like a uh, fucking Paris nuked, you know, like something like that. Yeah. You know? It could be an answer to like where all their like surplus, like all their like standard of living comes from. It's just like, it's just like a massive amount of extraction from like the rest of the world could be like the thing that, that is a reason why no one seems to have any job and everyone seems to be able to like, afford burgers that cost like a billion dollars for some because of inflation or whatever but yeah i mean that it's weird that they never like go into that and yeah. i don't know if that has to like judges politics like he maybe he's not like doesn't really care that much about foreign foreign affairs or yeah something well or rather that there's no foreign affairs related stuff that really annoys him so it's mm-hmm. just not worth talking about in the movie yeah so mm. I mean, I think that's, I think that's the guiding logic of idiocracy because, you know, the guiding logic of idiocracy is, um, okay. A movie about war that has, I think almost identical, like way of doing things is, uh, T, uh, team America world police. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, where have you seen that before? I gotta say, I, yeah, I've seen it quite a few times. <laughs> yeah. How, how do would, you feel about it? <laughs> I would say that. So I would say if you were going to like make like a, um, like a graph where like one axis was like how evil a movie is and how funny a movie is as the other axis, <laughs> I would say that I would say team America is less evil than idiocracy in its worldview. No, they're both mm-hmm. evil. They both have a fundamentally evil worldview. Like I think uh, both sides in the Iraq war is a fundamentally evil thing to do, but they're both very funny movies is a thing like, they both have really good bits in them <laughs> despite having yeah. Uh, a fundamentally vile world, world view. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, because that, that's how I feel about Team America as well. I think there's there's a lot of jokes in it that I think are really funny. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, both sides of the Iraq war and shit. And at the end of the day, what you could tell is going on with that movie is it's just a collection of fucking grievances and annoyances. Because there's mm-hmm. no world where you can put um, the genocidal military establishment which the movie acknowledges is as such you know as Mm -hmm. equally bad as celebrities in hollywood who are kind of annoying there's no way you can equate those like unless it's just about who annoys you personally so the brondo corporation the stocks plummet um yeah they riot they they riot yeah the dumb pores the stupid pores who they just they just need to get it they just need to you know just start your own business, just idiot. Have so- well, yeah, just have patience. The technocrats know what they're doing, just, and it's going to work yeah. out. <laughs> just why don't you simply buy your own factory 
and then you can be the boss. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> you stupid worker. Um, so in that time, they decide to, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, we haven't, we haven't talked about the actual president, which is funny. Uh, Terry oh, Cruz. yes. Oh, I love Terry Crews. He's having, okay. So first off, Terry Crews having so much fun making this movie. He is having a blast. Oh, he yeah. loved making this movie. He was just, like crazy about this role. Have you seen him like do like, he did like some publicity stunts in character as uh, <sighs> Camacho. Who was yeah. it? President? I was like, it was like Dwayne something, something. Mountain it, Dew Camacho. His middle name is Mountain Dew. Yeah, it's it's literally too long for Letterbox. I have Letterbox up, and I can't. It can't. Doesn't it? Dot dot dots eventually because it can't fit but the yeah. whole. But yeah, name. but he's yeah, been, he's like, doing so like he's like yeah, he's doing this thing where he's been like going in character, and he's like and like he's like you know he's like uh, he's like an ex wrestler, and uh, he's you know, just like somebody we might know. He was a mm. television personality before becoming president. Yeah, this you is, know? I think, this uh, alone uh, is why somebody. people started talking about this movie again in 2016. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the difference is, though, one thing I will say is kind of cool. This also seems like a post-racial society because people are kind of cool with having a black president. Like, you don't well, have, like... Uh, see, more, more evidence. Of, uh, more evidence that this film is a communist utopia seen through the lines. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think... Oh, I'm just saying that's an instance where I think reality was uh, even dumber than idiocracy, but... Yeah, yeah, because two years after that movie, we'd see people get plenty fucking racist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when... Yeah, that's that's a good point. But yeah, so Terry, Terry Crews plays the president. Um, anyway, since, since, uh, since Joe can't get the agriculture back... Uh, president turns on him and sends him into what is it like re-education i don't remember rehabilitation rehabilitation one, that's right he's sentenced to one night of rehabilitation and he's like oh i can survive that but rehabilitation it turns out <laughs> is uh, yeah. a, a giant it's arena a, with oh go ahead no oh it's a cross between a uh, public execution and also a monster truck rally <laughs> Big yeah ass. yeah basically guys getting killed by monster trucks i think the what it shows is like somebody at a giant lawnmower running over someone uh yeah a guy point. in a bunny suit yeah a guy in a bunny suit is like feet are uh chained together he's like hopping around he gets run over by a giant lawnmower <laughs> right that which is mm -hmm. the only gesture toward like violence in this movie it feels like one of the few like of, of violence being prevalent in the society because everybody's cheering it on or whatever um, I, mean, I think there is like, the movie would just get too dark, but I wish it did more with that. You know what I mean? I like, mean, there is like a violence. Like you're watching. I think the Al My Ball show was on like the Violence Network. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's a Violence Network, and then there's the other one for jerking off. Uh, the, yeah, the the Masturbation Network, maybe. Yeah, something like the the Bader. Oh, thing. oh. One thing I one thing I I never I don't I just completely forgot from the first time I watched this movie was that. The scene where he's um when when Frito is baiting is what he calls it when he's jerking <laughs> off. He, the, the thing he's watching on the TV is just like a woman's feet cutting like a Salisbury steak with a knife and fork. <laughs> like, like not something that I think most people would see as like being sex. <laughs> just, right. Which is I don't know. I think it's, it's a, a very bit. funny like yeah, I mean that's a very funny like gag visual gag right right i mean they keep coming back to this this is a funny movie like this does like if you take out 
if you take out all of like the fascist stuff, which is most of the movie, it's still a pretty funny movie. Well, it's the framing device. It's that the individual yeah, gags like, are pretty oh. funny, but like the guiding narrative is just like horrendous. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he gets he gets uh he gets sent to rehabilitation and um yeah God in that process uh you know Rita and Frito are trying to figure out how to save him. I, I, I liked Frito. Frito is like, oh no, this is so sad. And then he's like, oh hell yeah, I love rehabilitation. Like, like he'll watch <laughs> his friend get murdered on TV as long as it's on TV. That it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good bit. But uh, <laughs> no, so you know, it, it, they're they're panicking, they're freaking out. He's gonna get killed. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, there's this silly little like kind of like wordplay joke that they do where she says, "Take me there," and she points at the TV, like the real rehabilitation <laughs> on TV. And he just picks her up and takes her across the room next to the TV. Yeah, three three Stooges shit. You know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. awesome. That's, that's it's always yeah. Funny. That's a that's like a classic vaudeville style joke. You know, mm. that's a that's a good that's a fun for the whole family kind of joke. I like I like those nice I little like clean those. comedy, little yeah. little <laughs> clever thing. So rehabilitation. Okay, they they chain him to a giant rock. And then they try to, they can't close the door on the car. They have like a, the, a giant boulder has, has like its own a chain attached to it and t- attached to his leg. And they just keep, like, they keep slamming the door on the car, trying to close it. And so they figure out, they just like drop the boulder on the car. <laughs> and they also, they just like attach like a big dildo to the front. This is flopping around. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, uh, then they start the rehabilitation. They do the rehabilitation. Which is, uh, which he, he uses so they, his smarts to overcome them. Yes. He, he, it, they, there's this thing where they, uh, the, there's the, uh, giant, like they introduced like a big, like a massive, I don't know what they're called, like a monster truck, like a, like a monster truck with like a big, big like drill bit thing on the front. Yeah. And it just can't get through the entrance and then it like caves in, <laughs> kills a bunch of people. <laughs> and then, yeah, he's able to win rehabilitation by basically, I mean, he kind of just wins by accident because the rock falls out of the back of the car. And then while the car's moving, it pull, it yanks him backwards and the two other trucks just smash into each other and explode. Oh, I took that as him doing that intentionally, but I might, I might've been. No, he just like, I, I oh, he just happens. I by think accident. he just, no, he just like, it just, the rock just falls out of the car. Like, I don't think he intended that to happen. And then okay. while the car is moving, the momentum just like pulled him back yeah so big explosion he's 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 won it and then meanwhile what's going on is rita and frida are trying to save them and save him and they realize that um vegetables uh the plant the plantation whatever is starting to grow outside see they just needed to wait another day longer um Mm -hmm. and so that all combines for him to have his nice big heroic speech in front of everybody um Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, say that, you know, oh, God. Yeah. You know, talks talking about he gets to have his nice, big heroic speech. Um, and finally, they accept him, whatever. It's all a happy ending. And finally, he's going to get to go to the time machine. But Rita is going to stay behind uh, because she likes that she is uh, she likes that she's the smart, you know, an incredibly smart person in this well, world. Well, she's also free from upgrade. Who yes. will go to nothing to get his money? That's right. That's uh, right. Uh, and so, and like, actually, that's something we didn't mention is that the whole movie, she's like nervous about upgrade finding her, even though it's fi- like he's obviously been dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's the future. Yeah. She's like, oh no, upgrade's going to find a way to find me, which it's a funny thing about that is, did you watch the whole movie? 
Did you watch like the post credit scene? Oh no, I think I missed the post credit scene. Oh, you what, didn't see what happens scene? in that? No, no, I didn't watch oh. all the way. Oh, uh, there's another, there's another cryogenic uh, like stasis chamber opens up oh, and upgrade comes out. That's funny. That is pretty funny. Yeah. So, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta go find." Oh, he says something. I don't think I can repeat. He's, he's like, I, "I gotta go find my, you know, yeah, woman, my, my, my." He's gotta get his money. I should have kept watching. I was just re- really done with the movie by the time the credits hit. And I was like, "Okay, got <laughs> yeah. it, seen it." Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which sets it up for a sequel. It does. Because now they gotta deal with upgrade in the future. We need idiocracy too. Get on it, Mike. Absolutely. Judge. Um, Come on, Mike Judge. But Reed is going to stay in the future. Um, and then, you know what? After some convincing, Joe decides he's going to stay in the future, too. And, you know, be the president and guide this world back into, you know, surviving. And then we get, like, that final scene where it's, like, looking in the future. And uh, we see that, uh, you know, Rita, what? R- Rita and Joe are together now and they're having kids. And then Frito is also having more kids than them. So, oh no, the cycle continues. Yeah. Uh oh. And I, I gotta say, Rita and Joe zero chemistry. The whole movie. The whole there's movie. Like, I don't buy this. There's at all. nothing. There's nothing there. You know. I mean, I like <clears throat> they they share a room together, and he sleeps on the floor because he's like a perfect gentleman, and yeah, like and- there's just no. Like it, it's almost like he's like because he's so smart he's basically asexual until it comes time to propagate his his superior uh, uh, intelligence <laughs> then he, he's able to become horny but, <laughs> but, so but like yeah it's because it's funny it's like there's like there's no romance the whole movie and then it's like all of a sudden like well I guess it, like who like there's nothing else for him to do like there's no one else I mean I guess it has to be Rita right but. Unless played he, by I, Maya Rudolph, yeah, from uh, SNL. Man, and, man, which is totally like a Luke Wilson and Maya Rudolph, both, uh, both fun, very funny people. That um, mm-hmm. I, I think that they would have nailed it in a better script. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they would have, they, 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 they're trying their best in this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of the note it ends on, right? Is that the you know mm-hmm. this cycle is continuing, but you know they're gonna they're having all these smart children, they're a handful of these smart mm-hmm. children. And hopefully, that's gonna help guide things because everything yeah. is, must be broken in this like stupid way, like the like the agriculture problem, right? <clears throat> yeah, um, I get. I think they were saying something about like there's like a nuclear reactor that's leaking in Florida. Yeah, and the guy the guy says, uh, "No, that's in Georgia," and he says. Georgia's in Florida, dumbass. Which got a little bit of a chuckle from. <laughs> yeah, that's from a me. good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I guess with now that we have like a superior race of people of like inferior intelligence to to guide humanity yeah. into the future, you know, everything's going to be okay in the end. We we introduced some smart back in the gene pool. It's going to be okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which I mean, I I was thinking about because I was thinking about what direction I take this this episode because I I was thinking about maybe talking about like IQ and like the history of it and like the sort oh, of yeah. eugenicist roots of it or whatever. But I mean, like the movie does have like a, a fundamentally does have like a eugenicist like 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 certain suppositions that like. IQ is like heritable, you know, that it's, it's, it's unchanging. It it's heritable. It's, it's, it's pretty it's, heavily. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. And I just think that's like, feels gross to me. Cause like IQ is not real. Like, I don't think it's like a real thing. I mean, it's, I don't think you can like 
quantify someone's intelligence using like a number, you know, like it just no, seems right. like something that's like obviously fake. But I think that Mike Judge is the kind of guy who I think he probably, you know, got like a tested as a kid or when he was younger and he got like a pretty good I score, uh, IQ score. And so that kind of meant he thought that meant he was like special. Yeah. And uh, I had I had a note that, you know, I felt like this movie was written by somebody who was like bullied in school. And yeah, I watched some interviews and I was completely right. He was definitely a little teacher's pet, always raising his hand in class and getting oh beat up God. by kids for being a well, smart. This fits the, the jock <laughs> nerd fascism thing I was talking about earlier too, yeah. right? He totally, the, yes, it is a nerd resentment. This is a revenge of the nerds <laughs> movie in some sense. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, um, I know that uh, Mike Judge is actually pretty, like he went to school for uh, like physics and he used to work in like engineering before he started like doing animations and stuff. And I gotta say, we gotta do something about these STEM people. We really gotta. <laughs> we, we really gotta. Like we as society need to need to do something about the STEM, the STEM. question. I, you can totally tell, though, in this movie that he was, um, well, it's like a nerd movie, but it's like a slightly self-deprecating, you know, because the joke is Luke Wilson is super average, right? And so it's mm -hmm. probably like, you know, oh, he knows there are smarter people in the world than him, but also, you know, he's smart enough to see what's around him, see this culture around him, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. how dumb it is. <clears throat> he was above it. I think that's that's kind of the balance it's at. And so, yeah, it is a... You're totally right. It, it was a movie of somebody that that's kind of like projecting that that resentment. I was a little I was a little fat kid all my life, and so I wasn't really popular in like middle school or whatever. But I uh, I still think that people uh, you know shouldn't um, you know I think so. I don't think people are. I'm not. I don't know. I think people shouldn't uh, die from not having health care. I guess. I don't think that's, uh, <laughs> right. that's the case. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't I think, think it's I don't inherent. Think I don't to think. It. Yeah. yeah. Like you can because just, I, you know, you can just become cool. You can try that. Well, like, like try growing was, up and like kind of getting over it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause like, I don't know. I was, I was like kind of bullied at different points in my growing up and shit. And I feel like if you are, if you go through that, there's like two options of how you kind of come out, which is like sort of type of like resentful misanthropy about the world or like a sense of, uh, uh, like sympathy that you develop from it like mm -hmm. you because because you've been treated like shit you want you like have a better ability to empathize with others when you see them treated like shit rather than i'm the yeah. one that should be on top actually you know <laughs> you know what this movie makes me think of too and i was trying to find it um the, the movie makes me think of rod Dreher a little bit oh in its attitude of oh, like the the, yeah. the bullied nerd who hates you know, modern decadent society, right? The, the fascist, yes. that kind of fascism. Mm -hmm. The only way I could, the only thing I could find was he, he mentioned it briefly in an article in the American conservative. And it's not an article. It's like a single sentence. It's just like one of those days he's like phoning it in. Uh, what he was writing there is from 2014, but it's called how idiocracy perpetuates, perpetuates itself. And it's just uh, a graph that showed that people who are more likely to be higher educated are less likely to let their kids watch a lot of TV. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, there you go. Okay. That's how idiocracy, uh, you know, continues huh. or whatever, which I think is interesting because it's um, it takes idiocracy and kind of breaks it away from the genetic eugenicist stuff, but still mm -hmm. shows how it's really vile, even if you could like get rid of the eugenics logic. 
it's still like uh-huh. hating poor people essentially that's what this boils yeah. down to i just i there's got to be better better critiques of like i don't know tv being in our lives rather than it makes you dumb i i did a really uh kind of like cursed back to back with my movie watching this week because i last night watched um benny's video have you ever seen that benny's video i'm not familiar with that no it's a it's a michael haneke movie um so like funny games i don't know if you've seen that one it's it's okay it's it is a uh horrific movie that i can't in good conscience recommend mm-hmm. to people um it's one of those okay. it, it 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 has a an, an actual animal actually dying on screen that's the warning i would give to people um and it's oh, the okay. first scene of the movie but it's what i think mm-hmm. it's good at what it what i think it was why i i did like it is it's about um it was made like in the early 90s and it's about like the video generation in germany you know getting obsessed with video and so the kid that like the movie is following is a, a kid that's driving himself insane from the constant overstimulation of like life you know he's got mm-hmm. you know watching weird videos and increasingly getting into like watching a video of a of a you know pig being slaughtered stuff like that right he's mm-hmm. he's get going for darker and darker stuff and he's constantly blasting music and shit like that and then he eventually kills someone so that's that's okay. kind of like the trajectory of the movie right and that that is i don't think idiocracy like should be like benny's video because that's that's a very different type of movie you know it i don't think it, it's like I don't want to be like, oh, Idiocracy would be better if it was like this German art house movie. Like, I, you know, I, I, that's that's ridiculous. But but I would say is what I think it captured well that was missing from this is like just how much saturation of like violence and and just constant stimulus around like seeing awful things playing out on the news. Like there's like a shot where he's like doing homework or whatever. And in the background, the TV is playing footage of like the war in Bosnia going on at the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's just this like sense that it's around you all the time. There's all this awful stuff over, you know, playing out on the news that like I think was what what this movie's missing to really have any sort of critique about like the modern overwhelming mm-hmm. life. You know, does, does that make any sense? Is like, I think yeah. it needed that kind of violence or something. I just think it, it needed to like drop. Um, <clears throat> I think it just needed to just drop all the eugenic stuff. Really? I think that's the, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, ah, I don't know. I don't know what, how I, cause the thing is I, there's a part of me that does kind of defend the movie in the sense that I do think it is pretty funny at times. Like it has, like I, I've said quite a few times, it has a lot of really good bits scattered throughout, but I think the framing of the movie is kind of the thing that kills it. So I don't know if you could have like a different framing. Like I think generally like the idea of like, just like a, a like a, a tech feudalism, like dystopia is, is something that, I think would be good. Yep. You know, like everybody's a, 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 a addicted to constantly, you know, getting like a, their stimulation, you know, from like their screens and stuff is like, mm. you know, I mean, that is like definitely a thing that's happening, but yeah. Mm, I don't know. I just, I just remember there's like several points in the movie where like, I just like watch it. And I'm like, Ooh, Oh, Oh no. Oh, my tummy. Ow. Oh, this isn't, this doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. Oh, yucky. Well, I, I, cause I think the problem, like, I think what he's, he, idiocracy is fundamentally wrong about is it sees that like, 
American consumerism or, or, um, overstimulation or whatever is going to just make people stupider. But I think that Mm -hmm. it also needs like that. It's going to make them numb. You know what I mean? And that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like the, the wild masses obsessed with their senses. And that's what makes it feel really fascist to me rather than Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like people being so sucked into consuming that they like, don't know how to connect to each other or something like that. That'd be like a real brave new world thing. But then the thing is, as I'm saying all this, these are all so serious that I don't think you could do as funny of a movie if you introduce these aspects. So like, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I think the, the movie has got kind of just a, a rough, rough problem with being considered an important political artifact by two way too many people. Um, mm-hmm. That that ruins, I think, that just the simple jokes of it, the classic Mike Judge yeah. shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you catch um, Mike Judge? He didn't write this movie by himself. There was another uh, writer named oh, yeah. uh, Etan Cohen or Etan. I don't know how it's. It, I misread it, so it's funny. I misread the uh, like. Oh, uh, I misread it as, as Ethan Cohen. Also, I, I thought, yeah, I thought it was like the whole movie. I thought. What Ethan Cohen co-wrote this? Yeah, That's you're crazy. Like, like, trying to look at it in a different light. You're like, come on, I mean, come on. Is is there real a Cohen Brothers influence here? <laughs> yeah, but no, it's a different. It's actually a different guy. Uh, he, no, I guess, he wrote. He has he has credits on Men in Black Three and like Tro- Tropic Thunder is the one Tropic I see. And that makes perfect sense. <laughs> two episodes of yeah. Also, I saw on IMDb uh, two episodes of Recess. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So interesting. I think I think we probably hit everything we can say about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that's yeah, not I mean, true. Maybe if we kept digging, but I'm I'm thinking like I think the big takeaways are like, yeah, this movie definitely comes from like a a point of like uh nerd fascist resentment, but not that Mike mm-hmm. Judge intended it that way, but that's how it comes off. And yeah. that the eugenics framing device is fundamentally the problem with that. Mm-hmm. And... My takeaway. This... No, sorry. No, no, no. Go for it. My takeaway from this movie is that we need to uh, do something about STEM, about That's people it. in STEM. Yeah. Yeah, we we need to. Out of STEM. We got to stop. We got to <laughs> stop STEM. You know, if Mike judge had just been, had just been a humanities guy, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think we need to. Yeah. I think we need to uh, take mathematics out of stem put it into humanities where it belongs and then team up and defeat technology and engineering once and for all (laughs) science i'm 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 still so on i kind of like science but yeah we need to we need to develop the tech and engineering the te gotta go yeah the te gotta go s s is on notice (laughs) (laughs) on thin ice ss (laughs) engineer ss <laughs> oh my god knowledge oh man oh man yeah well, well i think uh they probably move toward wrapping up here do you uh is there anything well, I guess any final thoughts that you want you want to say before I wrap up. I don't want to like cut you off if there's anything that you were uh, no. itching to say. Okay. Um, no, well, uh, if, I, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, if, man, um, if 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 do do you want to put like your Twitter or shit if people want to follow you or whatever? Or do you yeah, care? man. Um, so I'm on I'm on uh, Twitter at 
at cigarette underscore liker. And I'm at blue sky at cigarette liker dot blues bsky blue sky dot social. Um, yeah, bisky dot social. Um, there's no there's underscore in the Twitter one. There's no underscore in the blue sky one. And then um, I don't really use many other socials. I mean, at least. Yeah, I mean, I go on YouTube a lot. I like to watch videos on YouTube. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of at the point now where looking at like Twitter, like for longer than 15 minutes at a time, makes me want to die. And Same. then Same. Blue Sky is like also annoying, but like in a different way. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't tw- know. Twitter, Twitter is just people like sig hiling all the time. And you go over to Blue Sky, and it's like five people trying to cancel each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Twitter. Yeah, I mean, Twitter is basically ads for um, like ads that are just like a big busty woman. Woman, and if you click on it, it'll take you to uh, uh, a site that'll drain your crypto wallet. And then Blue Sky <laughs> is basically just like fat guys posting pictures of their terrible penises. <laughs> like you just look at like fur- furry porn. Fat guys posting their terrible hogs, and then uh, like five people who like have like the most inscrutable internecine conflicts that like you, yeah. And just canceling each other. And, uh, yeah. So basically I've been getting really into playing Hades. <laughs> like I've been obsessively playing Hades. Yeah. So yeah. Check, check me out. Check out. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess they can't really link to my Hades account. So, check out the yeah. game Hades. And- check out the game Hades. It, it pretty much has infinite replayability. And yep. um, there's something about it being popular with bisexuals. I don't know. I guess it's like popular in the LGBTQ community. So, you know, if, if you're a, one of those, uh, try Hades. It's fun. It's, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't really have anything to plug. I've been thinking about, I don't know what it will, I'm going to do. I've been thinking about, I want to try to do some like more creative projects this year. Like, because I kind of feel like, like, um, I don't know. I kind of want something more than just like, like dumb hedonism to take up my like free time, you know, like, mm-hmm. sure, watch, yeah. like I don't want to just like fucking like play video games and watch movies like all the time. I kind of want to like figure out something to do like with myself. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I, I'm, that's kind of my goal for the year is just like pick up like something. So everybody <laughs> something listening to, like, to this, go follow James on Twitter and then at him ideas you have <laughs> for creative yeah. things he can uh, do. <laughs> yeah. If you want me to come on your podcast and then I kind of like ramble for a little bit and then interrupt you and also kind of like start a uh, thought and then like tr- trail off of it, then I think you could probably like invite me on, you know, and, and, um, you, yeah, hell yeah. You, you know, yeah. Yeah. Wait, what I, are we talking I, about? Uh, we're, we're, we're wrapping up here, but yeah, yeah. Um, you okay. can, you should come back. You should come back. We will, we, oh yeah. Uh, we'd yeah, love I, to love, do I mean, that. podcast is fun it's fun it's it is just, you know it's i don't feel like uh you know i i don't I feel like i don't think i can do it because i kind of want to like you know make my money through honest means but i think it's a pretty cool <laughs> i don't want to be i don't want to be yeah. in society you know I, right right yeah oh man speaking of which well if you're listening to this you've already given me your money so uh <laughs> yeah yeah um well i was i was gonna say definitely people should actually follow you though you are one of the one of the funniest people i follow so um oh, always, shit. always oh, doing thanks, good bits. Man. um yeah i don't know i think my posts are kind of derivative now yeah i think like, I basically i've just been posting like stuff like 
the Hamburglar is the enemy of the people. Yeah, that makes me laugh. Joe <laughs> Biden, why aren't you doing something about the Hamburglar issue? Yeah, I just post about like, the Hamburglar, not Hamburglar <laughs> crimes. I mean, he <laughs> Hamburger crimes. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I I feel like I feel like um I had a lot of fun on Twitter over the past like five years or whatever i what was it 2019 so yeah i've been like on there for like almost five years now and i, I kind of like a good amount of following i kind of feel like um i kind of grew as big as i'm gonna get on there so i kind of like care less about like growing my like quote-unquote brand and more just mm-hmm. like you know just like riffing with riffing with people you know well that's just, what that's why i'm saying people should follow you is because um like on the yeah. whole i don't feel like you're discoursing very often like you will yeah. just you're one of the only people on my feed that'll just post like a, a, a just a joke. You know what I mean? I mean, dude, I mean, people will put do like a mild pushback on me and I'll get like so mad. I have to like walk away from my phone for a minute. I do not <laughs> like, I don't like getting into arguments at all, man. Like seriously, <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I just, I, I, uh, I'm just there to, cause it's like, I don't know. Um, I think if I post a little bit harder, I guess I'm, I'd, I'd fix, uh, I don't know, I, I'll fix Israel-Palestine once and for all or something. I don't know. I, I think that, like, I feel mm-hmm. like that's like a thing where I just don't think posting does anything, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's like, oh, this coursing does anything. So I, I just kind of like, you know, I just kind of post whatever I feel like, but I hope people like it. I mean, I hope that, you know, I make someone chuckle or whatever, or, I mean, mm. that makes me really happy when people like, you know, res- respond positively to my posts. And I mean, while we're, while we're blowing smoke with each other's asses, I mean, I oh, yeah. really enjoy your stuff. Like, I really enjoy your podcast. I think you, you. you've been doing a really good job with Fruitless. You know, I, I really enjoy listening to the episodes. I mean, I'll never pay for the Patreon because I have like a very uh, strict no paying for podcast <laughs> uh, policy. But I'm um, totally okay with that. That's totally if awesome. uh, Yeah. If I ever find a like a bootleg feed, I'll definitely <laughs> listen to the Patreon episodes. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll dude, send you yeah. a file of this one because it feels I, I feel I always do that when I have people on the Patreon because I feel weird being like, hey, you were on my show, but to listen to it, you need to give me three dollars. <laughs> yeah. I mean I I told you I told a couple people I was going on today and I'm like, <laughs> you can't listen to it. I'm like, yeah. I'm safe. <laughs> you can't that's that's what i've been having fun with the patreon episodes is i feel a little safer with stuff i could say out here because it's like nine nine people currently are yeah listen to this um yeah i mean it's pretty cool that you were able to like break even on patreon though like you're you're Mm -hmm. i was i heard you on like another another episode talking about how um your patreon like pays for (laughs) all your subscriptions yes one of the funniest of that being that um i'm subscribed to worst of all possible worlds right yeah, I turned you on to those guys. Yes, you did. You did. You you were the one who introduced me, and now like, yeah. uh, you know, I've had uh, two and maybe a third one shortly um, on on the show. But um, cool. No, I was gonna. So I'm subscribed to their Patreon, right? And they're subscribed to my Patreon, <laughs> and so that means we're just passing <laughs> the same three dollars around. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's what Patreon is slowly turning into is just like, like 10 people, like kind of passing $5 around to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, um, but yeah, um, yeah, I will so, say, yeah. Thank you everybody for listening. 
and and all that good stuff. And uh, yes, I, I will bring James back. You're coming back. It's always. Oh yeah. A good time. Well, I mean, only. I mean, only if there's like uh, popular demand. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm not people, gonna. I'm not gonna intrude. People. <laughs> people demand it. People have spoken. Uh, well, I'm saying yeah. people should. People. People speak out. Oh. Oh. Okay. This. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think you should probably uh, scrap this one. It's all garbage. <laughs> I had a fun time. So. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Well. All right. Well. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening, and I'll see you later this month. This episode of Fruitless Podcast is brought to you by Carl's Jr. Can you hear me eating? Um, can you hear me little, munching and chomping? Uh, a little bit, but I can cut it out, so no worries. Just oh, really? As long as you, as yeah, I can. I could silence that as long as you don't talk while eating at any. Like you know what I mean? The, where the, the actual technology. Words, yeah, yeah. I I have to cut out uh, background noise all the, the time. The words of me eating. Yeah. Okay. So if you do that, for instance, that'll that'll be a problem. <laughs> You can't edit me having food in my mouth? No, I cannot do that. <laughs> Damn. All right, let's go.